it's preparing the live stream webinar. That's what my browser window tells me over there. Setting it up. Hey, everybody, welcome to another week of Divi Chat. And you know what? It recorded us even though it said it was setting it up. So welcome. We're glad you're here. <laughs> this week, episode 71, which browsers we use and what we use them for and why we use them and, you know, why you may want to consider doing what we do because, you know, we're browser experts because <laughs> we're awesome. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Before we uh, dive off into this week's topic on Divi Chat, let's go around and introduce ourselves. So I'm going to start to my bottom and start with Leslie Bernal. Hi, Leslie. I'm next to you on my screen. Okay. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> I'm Leslie Bernal of A Girl in Her Mac, um, and you can find me at a agirlinhermac.design, and on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at A Girl in Her Mac. Awesome. And Sarah, who is like right there next to, <laughs> go ahead. Hi, Sarah. Hey, hey, guys. I'm Sarah Oates from Endure Web Studios here in Australia, where it is can't decide if it's hot or cold. Uh-oh. That means it's medium. It's lukewarm. Well, yesterday was like really cold and then today's going to be really hot. So I, I don't know what's going on. Sounds like Texas. Maybe. I was going to say lukewarm and Luke cold, but there's no such thing as Luke cold. So Tim, no. introduce yourself. <laughs> hey everybody, Tim Streifler here broadcasting from Austin, Texas. And you can find me online at divilife.com, timstreifler.com and wpthepodcast.com. Awesome. Hey, Corey. How's it going, everybody? Corey Jenkins coming at you from uh, Prescott, Arizona. You can find me at aspengrovestudios.com and divi.space. Awesome. Hey, Terry. Hello, everybody. This is Terry Hale with MyZorn Inc. I'm in Dallas, Texas, and uh, I have a website, but it's been under construction for, what, a year and a half, two years now, so... You can still find me on Facebook and bsuperfly.com and divi.chat and other assorted places. But I'm glad to be here. Terry, we know some people who can help you with that. Yeah. <laughs> I really wish I had some designer friends. <laughs> Too bad for you. <laughs> I'm very glad you're here. Uh, and I might have you beat for personal website not being built yet. So... <laughs> Uh, I, I definitely understand your struggles. Well, my name is David Blackman. I'm with Aspen Grove Studios and Divi Space, also one of the co-hosts of WP the Podcast, and fortunate enough to be surrounded by these super awesome people just about every week on Divi Chat. If you haven't checked out our website, Divi.chat, head on over there and check out our website. We've got 71 episodes that you can binge on since we're in a binge society. Uh, you can watch them on YouTube. You can listen to them on our website. You can listen to them on iTunes. If you like what you hear, remember to give us a thumbs up, like, subscribe, you know, review. That would be awesome. Five stars. Yeah, we only accept five star reviews. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's weird. It won't let you click anything lower. <laughs> That's right. So just click the five. Yeah, don't don't test that and just take our word for it. <laughs> Some good hacking right there. So today we're going to talk about browsers. And I know that um, everybody has their favorite browsers that, that they like to develop in. And, and, you know, when you get into web design and building websites, you realize that browsers matter, you know, in a lot of ways. It, it matters from the end user's perspective, what they're seeing, you know, unfortunately, Microsoft branded themselves really, really well. And Internet Explorer, even though the majority of web designers probably would never, ever use Internet Explorer, a lot of people do use it. So talk to the grandmas and the moms and the dads and the people that aren't really like computer people like us they're probably on Internet Explorer or Edge or, or some Microsoft product uh, because of the Windows thing. So, Well, so um, are corporations and business. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. the big like thing, that. yeah. 
Yeah. It becomes bundled. So where do we want to start this topic off? Do we want to talk about what browsers we use when we do development? Do we want to talk about browsers? There's all kinds of ways we can tackle this topic. I so. think if Terry knows any history about any browser situation. Oh, we, should, we should get educated. I didn't, uh, <laughs> Thank I you, Leslie. I, I should have prepared for that. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Oh, I got the Wikipedia page down. open right now. <laughs> Tim's like, I'm oh, ready. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not going to read it because you all can in search for it. But I will say that the first web browser was invented in 1990. So wow. it's crazy to think how far web browsers have come. Was in that, that Mosaic? Time. Uh well, um, or it was a commercialized web browser because it. I mean, again, if, wasn't it? Um, was was Tim Netscape, born yet? Netscape wasn't a program. Yes, I yeah. was born in 1989. I was happy. <laughs> snuck in there, second half of '89. <laughs> Only job. But yeah, I, I'm not going to read the history here because um, it's only fun if Terry does it. Really. Oh, <laughs> that's so nice. Well, that well, we brings could, up a yeah. very good. That brings up a very good point. There have been many browsers come and go over the years. So, just what you see today may not be what you see ten years from now. So, Terry, you well, were going to recommend. Go ahead, Leslie. Well, some are in, only in certain countries too, right? Or oh, yeah. or certain, yeah, like because I I know like when I checked that um. Like, what can I use or whatever that website is? There's things I, first browsers I've never heard of. <laughs> Terry, you were going to make a recommendation? Oh, just something along the lines of how everybody knows that you can use a browser to read articles and things like that. So if we need a kind of a directional arrow thing, we could say, what do we as designers and developers use our browsers for other than reading articles and checking email and things like that? And then we can Boom. go from there and say, which browser do you use? What's your favorite for that particular task that you're doing and why? I'm so glad you came on this episode, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. That's a great idea. Well, you want to start us off? What do you use browsers for? Reading articles. Man, that's yeah, <laughs> reading Cora. <laughs> uh, CSS edits, JavaScript tracing, um, PHP tracing, which I'll get more into in a little bit. Um, basically, development work and support work. Nice. Sorry, Terry, I wasn't laughing. <laughs> David yeah, was that's... being a dork and coming out over to my screen. <laughs> Stay on your side. Yeah. In case people haven't noticed yet, David and I are in the same room right now at this point in time. And that's why you should see us live. They really are <laughs> friends, y'all. <laughs> well, that's a that's a good point. I, I I can kick us off and tell you what I use browsers for and stuff. And mainly it's I mainly use Chrome. You know, that's the Did primary. Did you not hear what Terry said? Yeah, you didn't no. kick us off. Terry just kicked us off. I think you were oh. distracted in your own little, I'm going to no. steal the turn. I'm sorry. <laughs> Man, you got to keep up. I'm going to be my quiet. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what else I use it for. Like, other than what, like, doing normal things on the internet, which I'm assuming we're discounting normal things that we do on the internet, like internet banking and YouTube and, you know, all the normal things yeah. that people use internet for. Um, like, I mostly use it with developing websites, using Divi, checking CSS, using some of the tools that might help me scope out what another website is using, what fonts they're using, or what sort of padding or spacing or letter spacing that they're using, or what colors look good. So using some of like the additional tools you can use in a browser to scope out what someone else is doing and how I might be able to implement that in a site that I am trying to do or else debugging my own site that I'm trying to build. Yeah, for me, I use, I use Safari and Chrome. Chrome I use for, like you just said, Sarah, for development and using the Chrome web tools. The web tools in Safari are like total crap. Don't even try to use them. <laughs> uh, but I like Safari for like my regular internet browsing stuff uh, because I use iCloud passwords. So it updates my passwords across all the devices and everything. And I know you can use LastPass and, you know, install the extensions and stuff. But I just like being in the Apple world. 
Um, and so my workflow in terms of development is, is I'll be signed into Safari. I'll be signed into WordPress and, and be using Divi uh, in Safari. And then I use Chrome for looking at the front end and using the inspect tools and everything. That's just kind of the workflow that I got used to. Uh, another reason why I do that is uh, on Mac with Apple, you can set up the keyboard shortcuts to switch between applications and stuff. And so that's why I like having basically one for front end, one for, for back end, you know, being the back end of WordPress admin. That way I can use the keyboard controls to switch back and forth. Uh, Cause you can't, there are keyboard controls to do that within the same applications, but it's not as um, simple. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way, Tim, except I use Chrome for my, when I'm in ad, WordPress admin area and do my building and all that. And then I actually use Firefox to inspect it because I happen to like Firefox's inspect tool, developer tools a little bit better than Chrome's. Uh, they'll do about the same thing, but the reason I like Firefox especially is because it is super easy to get to your JavaScript actions. Like it tells you immediately if this menu item is, has JavaScript associated with, it'll take you right to that line. Um, with Chrome, at least from what I've found, you kind of have to dig through yeah. everything before you can get to it. Um, so that's that's, that's, that's why I use Firefox for my debugging. I haven't found any difference between the regular Firefox and the Firefox Developers Edition. I'm sure. Yeah, I installed it. it and then I was like, yeah, I think the developer edition has more, uh, some more tools like, as far as like C like CSS three animations. And I, I think it's more, uh, extendable with, um, you know, third part, like add-ons and things like that. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm 90% Chrome. Um, I'll have an incognito window and use Chrome inspect, um, yeah, me too. which I love. And then, you know, if I'm in a site designing, um, you know, then, then I'll actually be in Chrome. And then I use the other browsers primarily just for like cross-browsing and, you know, maybe, you know, refreshing on another screen and, and checking things. Um, but, you know, in the, in the product development world, when uh, in the support world, when people are having issues, um, you know, Chrome's are really easy to jump in, inspect their site. You can get into their, uh, you know, see what CSS they have applied to their site really easily. Uh, you can see what plugins they have installed, um, you know, in the plugins folder. And so it's, it's really handy to use, just kind of jumping through um, people's sites if they're having an issue with, with a product or something. Yeah. And I use it a little. Oh. Yeah, I was going to say after that, then I, I used to use uh, Firefox Developer Edition quite a bit. And then Chrome kind of caught up to some of the stuff that they were ahead on. And Chrome's, I, I think, ahead of uh, Mozilla now on, on a lot of the, uh, the tools. All right. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I Notice think, how none of us use Edge or Internet Explorer. Yeah. Only for compatibility. That's it. I don't yeah. do Internet Explorer anymore. Just putting that out there. It is officially not a current web browser, so I do not compatibility test with it. Awesome. I know Aspen Grove feels that way too, right? About Pretty Internet much. Explorer. Oh, yeah. It, it, yeah, we love it. Yeah, if you can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> but even Edge. Edge is just as freaking bad. Like, it's it. <laughs> well, I, I mean, like in Internet Explorer 11, I mean, before Edge, when, when was the last version of that actually developed? I know they're still pseudo supporting it, but it's been, yeah. when was that released? Like 2013 or something? And it's just kind of been uh, maintained from I'll there. Still <laughs> test in, um, I'll test in Opera once in a while if I remember, but I usually forget that one. But I'm a Chrome user myself. I did try to switch fully to Firefox. I even moved my bookmarks and everything. Cause I really like their inspect. Um, but it was the extensions that Chrome has that are for my workflow. I couldn't really find comparable there and I wasn't willing to give them up. Um, so I ended up going back to Chrome like the next day. <laughs> well, I, I have a question because I use browsers very different than, than you guys. And I'll kind of tell you, I don't do a lot of, of development or, or site builds anymore. Um, just because my role is transitioned out of that, I do go in and, and edit sites occasionally to get them to, to where I, I want to get them to. But I personally use all three browsers and I'll have Safari. When I say three, I mean Safari, Chrome and Firefox. I'll have Safari open with all of my business applications. So I'll have like email, 
Google Docs, Google Drive, um, Workflowy, Asana, all of my applications, and I'll have and I'll be signed in to all of those because, as Corey can attest to, I hate clearing my cache because <laughs> it wipes me out of all of the things that I have to be signed in to all day long. You can so then I'll different way though just i know i know i know app and then untick those ones so it only clears the local cache without having to i know i know he just doesn't want to have to touch nothing i don't want to have anyway keep going keep going i have safari open for workflow management tools project management tools all of that stuff chrome I'll have um, website stuff open. So I'll have Aspen Grove Studios, Divi Space logged in, and I use it to view all of the initial site builds and stuff. <laughs> Go Tigers. <laughs> um, you know, and then I'll use, you know, it, it's interesting because I'm very picky about how I use the browsers. If I'm going to use YouTube and I'm going to watch something on YouTube, like an episode of Divi Chat or something. <laughs> I have to watch it. Yeah, I have to watch it in Chrome. You know, (laughs) even if I'm logged in on Safari, I will not watch it. I heard that, Sarah. I'm just (laughs) going straight. I'm trying to plug this thing and I'm trying to plug it. I'm joking. I'm joking. It's interesting, though, my mind, I won't, I'm, I'm set. I have certain websites that I have to open in this browser. And even though I, Firefox will work fine. Safari will work fine. If it's a Chrome application, I'm opening it in Chrome. I don't know why that is, but that's just how my mind works. Now, Firefox, I have all of my social media stuff open and used in that browser. So I like have them segregated into, you know, project (laughs) management, workflow. Chrome is website, web builds, looking at things, you know, back in a WordPress Divi and then Firefox is social media. And, and I rarely will cross those over. I won't open Facebook and Chrome. I won't, you know, it'll only be in Firefox and stuff. So maybe that's my, I do with um, some of my clients, if they have like a ton of logins for things, like if they're giving me logins for, I don't know, Google and then MailChimp and then I don't know. And if it's all like a whole lot of them, then in, um, Chrome, I'll make a new profile. So I'll make them their own profile. And then that way I can just switch between like oh, that's my smart. personal profile, my work profile, like a particular client profile. Most of the time I won't make a, a profile for a client, but if I have heaps of logins and I know I'm going to have to keep going back to them again and again, rather than having like eight different um, yeah. Google people kind of thing that you can switch between, then I just go to a different profile because it's just got their stuff in and then it you know how it automates like it always yeah. goes back to a default one and then you yeah. have to manually switch over every single time so i never even use profiles. profiles that's a good idea that's yeah. brilliant. Handy. That's i just have guests brilliant. so i think yeah, I'm, I'm I, I do all over the place for that i do want you to circle back and talk about that because the listeners may very well want to know how to clear you know local cash oh, without yeah yeah without, without sure. deleting all that stuff so no that's fine i just want to make sure that it was clear that you don't have to use a different browser if you don't like that that thing when you clear the cache so right. and i'm going to say cache and cache. i'm sorry that's cache. just the way it's happening it's yeah. it. so when you're signed into stuff though terry you can correct me if i'm wrong but that's not necessarily cache it's a cookie right so it it keeps you installed to something in a cookie and so as long as you don't clear your cookies, you cookies, should be fine. Because right. the local cache just stores a local version of the page in your browser. Is that right? Yeah, Sarah? I just unchecked the cookies. That's what I understand, yeah. Yeah, so if you need to like uh, completely clear out like a certain website, then you can, yeah, go to in Chrome, you can go to settings and you can, I think it's content and you can find the site uh, that you have a cookie installed in and you can uh, remove the site. And then that way you'll stay signed into all your other stuff. This is, I'm mainly telling this to David. And then you can do that and just clear the cookie for one time. Without like you're not in the same room. Yeah. Clear your cache. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to move my camera because it's attached hey, to my screen. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> yeah. um, well, so we don't have to come back to it later. The, the extension that I use in Chrome is called Clear Cache. And it has like a little triangle symbol that looks like a recycling symbol. Um, and then when you install it, if you right click it and say options, 
then you have the opportunity to choose what part of the cache is going to get cleared. So all you, the only things you need to have ticked is at cache and then cache. So just the first two and then everything else unticked and then it won't clear any passwords, it won't clear any logins or anything. Um, and then the good thing about that particular one is when you're on a website, if you click that button, it will automatically reload the page itself with that cache cleared, which is really useful because some of the other ones, you click it and then it goes cache cleared. And then you have to go and click the refresh button, which is just stupid and annoying. So this will automatically do that. You yeah, also that's, get- um, That's the plugin I use as well. What's the name of it? It's Here. just called clear cache. I'll put it and it has a little recycling symbol, like a little triangle. It's kind of green. Um, and it's just a free one in Chrome. Works really well. I never have issues with it. And anytime, because I always do my CSS um, by FTP. And so in, in the actual style sheet. And so you have to clear it every time you want to check whether the changes have been implemented. And that button works every time. Here we can, never mind. I won't do it. I was going to share, we have the ability to share screen in this now, and I was going to show the application, but no need to go there. We'll put it in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say that, uh, that beats the question was asked, do we ever use internet Explorer edge? And I said only for compatibility, but also if I have, like I have a couple of three clients that I'm constantly in and out of their accounts whether it's Amazon or YouTube or WP Engine or whatever, I'll just use a different browser for that. But I'm really liking this clear uh, cache thing. It sounds awesome. And the, the uh, creating a profile. Yeah. Now this is sort of related. Um, I don't know if you guys do this, um, but there's certain things that like, maybe I don't want the Facebook pixel uh, following me around. So like, for example, certain products that like, okay, I, I'm, I want to check the price on Amazon, but I don't want to see ads for it on Facebook oh, and everywhere else. I hate so that. I'll go into a private browsing session on Facebook and to, to avoid that. And so I'm not signed in my Amazon account. So I won't see it come up in my recent searches and stuff like that. So the, the private browsing or incognito can be useful for stuff like that to where like, like you're talking about, um, like signing into different, um, like Chrome accounts or, or yeah. Google accounts or whatever. Sometimes I'll, I'll use an incognito we, a window for that. So I could briefly sign in without it, like, you know, cluttering up my whole like Google sign on screen and stuff. So Safari also just came out with some security settings that you can add in, which um, there's a, there's a setting that says like, don't, Oh, I'm, for, I'm pushing myself now. I should have looked it up. Um, but it, it kind of has like a no follow, like don't follow me and add me to the, lists of the things i don't know what it is but you guys no, can go search it up no pixeling or something pardon it's no, no pixeling, pixeling or it, something? Might, it might be something like that but yeah it's a um the, it was a new feature that's come into safari and i don't know if they've added it to chrome but it was just a tick box that i could tick off and it maybe it was on my phone oh, now i'm nervous yeah, but anyway there was definitely a tick box to say like don't don't kind of track me and then advertised to me based on what I'm searching, which is useful because I freaking hate when I have to search for stuff for clients. Like they tell me they like a particular um, theme in what's that other one we hate? Oh, Wix. Um, and then all of a sudden I get all these Wix ads and it's yeah. really frustrating when you've searched something for a client and it's not relevant. So yeah, um, I've gotten in the habit of, of situations like that, jumping into a private browsing or incognito window to avoid stuff like that. It, like I had to retrain my brain to be like, do I want to see this ad, you know, until the, yeah, end of the, in the future. No. Yeah, I, I, do, I do the same thing. I do a lot of like Google searches and things like that using incognito. Just, I, I don't want yeah. it to follow. And me I think really. we said this in a previous week, but doing it incognito doesn't mean that it can never be found that you search for those things. So just to be clear, like, you know, still be careful what you're searching for, but it means Google isn't going to target you for ads for those things. So yeah, you won't. Putting that out there. <laughs> big, so big brother, big Thank you, Sarah. I know some people feel like incognito means they can search for whatever they want to. And it's yeah. No matter what, if you're on an internet connection, the internet service provider knows what you're so browsing. Stop it, sickos. That's why yeah. you get a VPN. <laughs> yeah, and they even know what you type 
and then delete. Like if you're starting to type something and then you decide, no, I want to type something else. They even see that. Just a little hot tip for the day. Hey, really is yeah the incognito i believe only hides from your local machine and and not and then it it won't it won't put any session it won't store any session cookies or pixeling stuff like that right what next awkward silence (laughs) i got another thing this is if you are a coder if not you can go heat up your copy or something for the next minute or so <laughs> uh, with Chrome, another reason I use Chrome for a specific reason is what I was mentioning earlier about PHP debugging, which is interesting because PHP is server side. It's not actually delivered to your browser. So how do you debug PHP in your browser? With the WP PHP console extension. Wow. That gives you classes to add to your PHP code, and then you can write PHP variables, kind of like you're writing to the JavaScript console, except you're using PHP. And so basically trace everything where something fails. You go right above it say, hey, I'm here. Shows up in the console, just like JavaScript logging would. And... Uh, that's close to my minute. That's what I used to do. Yeah, I, <laughs> oh, that's, I, I that's think, I think you showed that to me like a year ago, Terry, and I haven't used it since, but it, it was pretty- It is so awesome. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I can see if you're a developer where that would be huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish I knew what you were talking about. So maybe we should <laughs> other extensions that are really useful with web development type things. I'm Ooh, assuming yeah. most oh, oh, people oh. are doing it in Chrome. Yeah. How about everyone shares their two favorites extension that's a tough that's tough i'm sure we'll double up on some so it'll be all right yeah (laughs) me and sarah probably have the same one my two favorite extensions are honey and wp php console what's honey google chrome just unexpectedly quit on me guys oh great 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 he has to log in now and everything what are we grading about yeah, I, I, I don't use a lot of extensions for development. I, I find most everything I need is like built into the to the Chrome Dev Tools, and uh, you know within there the responsive views are are cool. Um, you can choose different devices, and like you know if you choose responsive, you can jump between like an iPhone uh, five and iPhone eight plus and different sizes, and it'll show you. Um, and then you can specifically see like media queries, uh, you know, in, inside there, and get really detailed at what you're looking at. Um, other than that, I mean, as far as dev tools, I don't really use them. I use, um, you know, I, I use the clear cache. I use loom a lot, uh, which you, you can like record videos and it'll go to your loom account. Um, cause we do a lot of quick, like tutorial videos for clients or, uh, for customers and, uh, last pass is something I always have open constantly. So nice. I, yeah, I don't really use anything really specifically for development as far as extensions. I have one called What Font, which it just tells you the fonts on any website. I find that super useful. Um, and then I have like several, um, like where it shows you the different screen sizes. And I know Google already has one built in or the Chrome has one built in, but one is called Sizzy. I like that that extension, S-I-Z-Z-Y. Um, but yeah, as far as development wise, I don't have really too much. Just more like workflow things, like how to find out what this is or Nimbus, you know, like a screenshot thing, stuff like that. So little, little shameless plug here, David and I have a WP, the podcast episode, the five best Google Chrome extensions for web developers and designers. And so um, I'm not going to read them all, but I really hope we come up with some you didn't have there. Oh yeah. (laughs) One one of them that I've used, did someone already say awesome screenshot? No, but that one's a good one. I I use that one. Yeah. That one's cool. Yeah. So so that one's really handy because it will take the entire you can choose if you want it just the viewable screen you can make it the entire screen uh, or i'm sorry the entire web page so even like it'll scroll down and stuff and it does a really good job for some of the fixed items as well so like i've used some other ones that will like will show your fixed header like 95 yeah nimbus will do that yeah so awesome screen check gets around that and then also you can annotate directly within the browser too so you have to after you take the screenshot there's some tools where you could add some arrows and text and different things like that so works really well like for support you know stuff like that mocking up um 
you know, some client changes and stuff or, or whatever. So yeah, it's definitely a handy one. Are you going to keep them in suspense, Tim? Or are you going to tell them what other four we had on there? Oh, <laughs> well, one of them is LastPass, which I don't use. I know David and Corey use it for Aspen Grove. Last, yeah, Sarah uses it. So that's a great way to, to store passwords and through all your devices and stuff. And so Chrome has an extension and Safari has an extension. Another one, this isn't really so much for designers or developers, but marketers, and that's the Facebook Pixel Helper. So if you're doing any type of Facebook ads and dropping a hint here in a couple of weeks, we're doing a Divi Chat episode on Facebook ads. Uh, the Pixel Helper is really good because it'll show you whether or not the... Uh, Facebook pixel is firing on a certain page. And, and so that can give you some really good insights when you're testing ads and stuff. Um, and then the next one is wise stamp. This is one that David recommended. I don't know if you want to talk about that, David, cause I don't really remember what it is, man. You're going to steal one of my top two. I'm better cut you down now. All right. <laughs> well, yeah. The other one was loom that Corey already mentioned. So yeah. Yeah. Sorry, David. That's all right. Hey, is, is everybody gone? I'll tell you, cause my, mine are a little bit different and I consider them, I'm obviously not developer focused, but they're website design and building focused. So I kind of view it as it's, it's all of it's important, whether it's development, design, business, marketing, whatever. So Tim's named several of them. I wasn't going to name why stamp is one of my top, but what I like about it is, for example, we've got Divi chat, we've got Aspen Grove studios, we've got Divi space, we've got WP, the podcast. It allows me to set signatures for all of those emails. And when I'm logged into Chrome, it will automatically allow me to set different signatures for those emails. And, and they're really, really awesome. I think I got an AppSumo deal. Like templates, right? Yeah, they're like templates and, and you can get real, you can create your own, but they have really awesome templates in it as well. Um, so I like it, but that's not really on the web development side. Um, some of the ones that I have in my, I'll just name off all the ones that I have. I like the color picker because I want to be able to see, you know, what colors, if I'm trying to, trying to figure out what a color is for a design or something. I also use LastPass. It's great. If you've got a team, the beautiful part about LastPass is you can share passwords with them and allow them to view the password or not. You could, they can log in through LastPass for that account or they can see the password if you don't want to let them see the password and stuff. So it's just really good for, for sharing secure information. Can um, I a hand up? Yeah. There was well, a uh, raise my hand button earlier, but let's see. Anyway, <laughs> I stopped using LastPass because it wouldn't handle subdomains. Has that been fixed within the last? Oh, honestly, uh, you know, I, I don't know. It varies on the subdomains. I mean, often it'll show up. I know for, um, WP Engine, it's pretty annoying. Like it, it'll show you every single WP Engine yeah. which is available. So yes, but usually it's it's not too bad. It's it's getting better and it depends on the site, to be honest. And you can get a, around it by favoriting particular ones. So there's an order in which it will show you the password. So if you favorited it, it'll come up first. And then below that, it'll go alphabetically. Yeah, it's, it's, it's always work for our subdomains for like some yeah. of the development sites. Yeah, yeah. so something yeah. about WP Engine, it, it doesn't play great with the raw WP Engine. With the, the staging sites. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and I sent an email to them and they said that they were working on it, but that was months and months ago. So, so oh, I yeah. do have a, a way around that, which is that um, if you install, well, on a Mac, if you install the actual LastPass, um, app on your Mac itself, then what you can do is do command shift L, which is a shortcut to pop up LastPass. And then you can type the name, sorry, the name of whatever you've called it and it'll turn up and you can just copy the password, use your fingerprint and then um, use it. So that's a way around it. All right. This, uh, this, this next one that, that I use that I think is a pretty cool one. It's an SEO tool. It's called Fat Joe. Ooh, Fat yeah. Rank. And, and it's a keyword rank checker on a website. So if you're at your competitor's website and you want to see how well are they ranking for Divi themes or wow. Divi period or Divi plugins, it will let you know where they rank for certain keywords and stuff. So it's a tool that I like to use. 
Um, I also use, you're going to like that. I just love the name of this one. It's called the great suspender. So I know that one. Yep. If you, if you are a web developer, you probably have 500 million tabs open. And if you know this or not, you know, all of those tabs and everything that you do on your computer uses up resources. And over time, unless you have a Mac, because Macs are awesome, but over time, those resources could start slowing down your machine. So the great suspender will suspend all the resources to that tab. And when you go back to that tab, you can just click reload and it'll reload it. So it's not eating up valuable resources from your machine. I can't handle yeah. a bunch of tabs open. If I can't read the title, I, I, I can't. It needs to be uh, wide enough. <laughs> yeah, I want to share something. David brought up <laughs> a really valid point talking about Macs and how Macs are awesome and stuff. And this is a piece of advice I shared with Terry, I don't know, a little over a year ago, um, for ways to speed up your PC. It's really simple. What you do is you take it, you place it directly in the garbage can, and then you walk your way down to the Apple store and purchase a Mac. <laughs> hey, Sorry, Jonathan Doyle, who's watching first Mac this week, and he's very excited. So there you go. Jonathan Doyle, welcome to the Mac fan club. Oh, oh man. Man. what happened to you, man? Before we get out of the extension thing, I did think oh, of- Oh, I haven't done mine too. Yeah, and I, it, mine is actually, it's, it's super helpful in my development, so I don't know why, how I forgot it, but it's called um, R Stickies, and it's a sticky note one. I think there's several, but I use one called R Stickies, and um, for whenever I'm in development, you can just put little sticky notes wherever. It'll say that every time you log in, um, you don't have to be in an admin role. You could just be on some blog website that you like, and you want to make a note or something, and it'll always be there, so for development, that's super helpful for me. I forget all the little things that I want to do, and I don't always write it down. Well, y'all didn't have to worry. I have 50 more Chrome extensions I have to go through. <laughs> I'm just, I do have one one more I want to add. Someone mentioned it in the chat too. I believe it was Pablo and that's ColorZilla. So really handy for design to be able to, yeah. to grab a color uh, from a certain web page, you know, be able to copy and paste it into, you know, the Divi uh, color picker or whatever. So uh, that's definitely a handy one, ColorZilla. If I know, you I think do you happen to have a Mac. Then just inspect handy. Element 10. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, you can, that's right? what I usually do. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you do have a Mac, I recommend buying the actual app for a color one purely because you don't have to have the browser open all the time to be able to do color picking. And then it stores the top five colors. And so then you can just open it up in your like top bar and then you can open it up and just right click it. And so you've got your, your fave, like your five most used colors kind of there saved, ready to go all the time. My color picker saves like 50. Oh, nice. <laughs> Then I forget what they all are. But. <laughs> Another marketing slash SEO tool or spying tool Chrome add-on is Ghostery. And it will show you everything that they are using on their website, whether they're using DoubleClick for ads, Google AdWords conversions, any type of ad type kind of tools, as well as insights, pixels, Everything that they're using on that site to market themselves, Ghostery is a really good tool to see. So you can, you know, if you want to see, okay, what exactly are these really, really successful online businesses using? What tools are they using on their website? Ghostery is a good one because it'll show you. It won't show you how to use it, but at <laughs> least you'll know what you need to go do some research on. You know, you'll be able to see, okay, well, they're using this. What's that tool do? You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah, we get a lot of that in the groups. People will be like, how can I tell what this site is using? There's, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the extension David's talking about, it also show them if they're using Mac or PC, if they're wearing um, jeans or shorts, or if it's a <laughs> Tim is Tim is on fire. Today. It must be because uh, I'm it's sitting. It's that shirt. It's that fancy shirt. And it was a copy, so I'm all hyped up. <laughs> I must be rubbing off on him. I'm in the same room. <laughs> There's an atmosphere. Too much testosterone in there. <laughs> I use a couple of um, pretty simple extensions. One of them is called Viewport Dimensions. And what it does is when you drag the window in and out, it'll just put a little like corner yeah. thing that tells you how like how big the screen is, which I find really useful for development purely from a breakpoint. Like when you're trying to test breakpoints, 
and then you can work out exactly at what point it starts to fail and so then you can build your css around that and it just sits in the corner it doesn't do anything else it's just nice and you know simple but it just sits there another one which is i think gets talked about a lot um, is stylebot which i'm assuming a lot of our guys would use the reason i use stylebot even though i do all the stuff in the in, in the inspect it's good just to store it in stylebot and then you kind of do all your different changes, reload it a couple of times, make sure they're all loading from Starbot, and then you can copy and paste them over into your CSS. I use Starbot too, I like that. Yeah, that's really handy. Um, I don't use the inspect part of it. I just use it purely for storing the CSS. Um, and then there's another one. Oh, no, I'll skip that one. Um, then the other thing that I use, which isn't really web development purely, is called Loom. Um, and it's for screencasting. So Loom is free as far as I am aware, unless they've changed it. Um, but you can make videos for your clients and it's really useful because you can do like a little picture in the corner, like it can show you as you're talking to your clients, but I find it really useful to talk through with clients what's going on. And then once you make it, they can put comments in it if they want to, but it also emails you when they've viewed it um, and it uploads instantly. So you don't have to store them anywhere. And you can make little folders so you can have a client folder, which is really useful. So Loom is really good too. Yeah, Loom's awesome. a great tool. Corey loves that one. Another window, another resizing one that is just super easy and intuitive and is called Window Resizer of all things. Um, what I like about it is, is you can right from the browser, just put in custom dimensions. So if you want to see what, you know, 1920 by 1080 looks like, on your screen, you can actually type it in and hit enter and it'll, it'll resize it there. It has all of the, the normal, you know, iPad portrait landscape, iPhone, this, that, the other, all the different dimensions and stuff. But I like the ability to just be able to type really quick and just put it in there and it brings it right to it and stuff. So you can do that in inspect though, right? I don't know. I don't yeah. use that. Yeah. yeah, you can do it in inspect. So one thing we haven't really talked about is what browsers we should be doing compatibility checks with for client sites. Um, yeah. I know we all kind of mentioned that we hate uh, Internet Explorer and Edge and that we <laughs> a lot of times don't even look at them. But um, mm -hmm. for me, I, I kind of just I'll, I'll test everything pretty thoroughly in uh, Chrome, Firefox and Safari. Um, and beyond that, I don't do much testing and that hasn't really became an issue. What about you guys? Yeah. Clients will let you know pretty quickly if they're using Edge or something. They'll let you I've know just never quickly. taken on a client that uses Explorer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you won't do business with someone that uses Explorer. <laughs> like a prerequisite question. What browser well, I, do you I think use? Only, only a couple of times um, they, they said that they did use that. And I moved them over to Chrome. Um, yeah, nice. But, well, I don't really do the builds anymore. But yeah, in the past, it wasn't a big deal for me. But I guess it's for me, to me, it depends on the client. If, I mean, if, if you're going to be in like, uh, you know, Terry mentioned earlier, a lot of the uh, corporations systems were started in Windows and stuff. So I don't have those kinds of clients. But if I did, I'd have to find a way to be able to test. Yeah. Yeah, we we kind of do the same thing as you, Tim. Um, you know, uh, it's yeah, Chrome, Firefox. And uh, we actually even even have a clause like in our uh, in our client contracts that we don't guarantee compatibility with. Right. Internet yeah. Explorer. Yeah, that's the um, best thing we can. You know, I mean, we don't want it to look terrible in Internet Explorer, and, and we'll look at it. But uh, sometimes, you know, you can just bang your head against a wall trying to get 100% compatibility with uh, with Internet Explorer. Um, I don't so, even look at it. It's not like it is not a current web browser. It's yeah. not safe. It is not a secure web browser. Yeah. Nobody yeah. should be using it. So if clients are using it, then I'm going to have strong words to yeah. them about if, the fact if, that it's yeah. not. Yeah, if it's something major, we'll fix strong it. Strong words, not just words. Like, <laughs> If it's like little styling things here and there, then then we're we're not going to touch it. But if the site's completely yeah. unreadable, then yeah, it's like jacked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah no, that's a really good point that Sarah brought up, though. Sarah's our resident security expert. That that yeah, Internet Explorer isn't a secure browser. So if your client says, "Hey, this doesn't look right," in, then in Internet Explorer, we'll then tell them, "Hey, it's not a secure browser. You shouldn't be using it." Yeah, yeah. don't worry about that when your when your information is stolen. You won't right? care. Website I just picked up your credit card number. <laughs> While we were on support chat, <laughs> browsers. So Terry, Terry, as as a PC user, um, do you find yourself you're probably like checking Internet Explorer more than Mac users? Because 
I mean, you know, yeah. for us to get it, we have to yeah. run somewhat of it like an emulator and um, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, My it's copy of Safari is, I don't know what version the last one came up for Windows, but it's so old and uh, I'm, there's almost no point in even using I should I install it I guess it's hey I kind of like Apple <laughs> yeah that's a good point because using a Safari on a Windows device is drastically different than on a Mac and then same thing I don't think there is an internet there used to be Internet Explorer for Mac like years and years ago but it's like it's an entirely different browser so it's like testing it really doesn't yeah, do yeah. Well. I think you have to get on the different machines like my husband has a yeah. gaming machine and so I'll jump on that to do any Windows testing um, but that's it like I, I only jump on there to do that right at the end that's the only yeah thing. I used to go to my cousin's house to check on her computer when I when yeah. I look <laughs> so you just got to get friends who have the opposite right. browser <laughs> to what you have and then go test just before the website goes live yeah there are cross-browser testing tools out there that will basically like they run emulators and then they show you screenshots on the different devices so that, that would that be not popular popular? Um, no <laughs> does it work Terry they are they're, they're not real reliable oh, slow yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> same same with like the really responsive emulators free. yeah i haven't had any luck with the responsive emulators i just feel yeah. like they don't give you a very free. accurate i don't either yeah, yeah. it's, it's, it's almost the closest yeah dev, dev tools is pretty accurate but sometimes like directly on the device it might look a little bit different it's it's hard to emulate yeah. and obviously as developers we can't buy like every type of phone and and test on it so <laughs> we, we do our oh, best some people do. <laughs> so let me just pose this question then let's list out what browsers do you guys test for obviously we test for safari chrome firefox are there any outside of those three sometimes opera but that's it just edge for me i don't test on anything else unless a client's gonna whinge at me about it but no i don't whinge. what's that terry Wind. I like that word. Wind. You don't have that word there? <laughs> like, I don't think we use whinge. It is the most common wind. word I use with my kids. Stop <laughs> whinging. It's whining no. here. Uh, <laughs> anyway, sorry. Thank you for interpreting, Terry. Uh, <laughs> I'll stop my whinging. Yeah, well, so, go ahead. Oh, uh, I was just going to say one thing, throwing it out there. Sometimes it might be worth the effort, effort to know your client what they're using you know what device and what browser because if you test for only you know the main three and they're using uh, edge or you know whatever um and you haven't tested for that there might be things that are off and so they're unhappy with something that you had no idea was even an issue yeah. and also find out if they're on a laptop or like an ipad mini or something because yeah. i've had conversations and i'm just assuming they're like on a normal size you know at least 13 inch or something and they're on like something tiny and like, I don't see that. I'm like, what the fuck? And it's just because I didn't ask what they, what they were on. Like, yeah. <laughs> so. I, think that's a, I think that's a really good point. And often I don't think to do it, but I think it's a really good point to ask them what browser they're using and even what phones they have, just so yeah. that you kind of can have the heads up that they're on an iPhone compared to a Samsung or whatever. It, it makes a big difference. And even or a really outdated device, like an iPhone four right. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Just tell them to go download Chrome problem. Yeah. Solved. <laughs> yeah. Well, it does often fix the problem, but not everybody's willing to right. make the switch, especially older think, people. I don't think we publicly discussed Blisk, but as far as I know, it has the best list of devices as far as compatibility goes. Now that's going to be your your pixel width and your dots per inch and all that other kind of stuff, but I don't know if even it can actually emulate the operating system itself. So, yeah. You said Blisk, right? Yeah. Is that what yeah. you're talking about? Okay. I've used it a few times. Someone was asking in the chat. I, I've used it a few times and every time I've used it, I've just felt like I would prefer just to use Underwhelmed. My... Yeah. I just, it's still there. I've still installed it. I haven't gone to uninstall it, but I just, I, am, I, understand. I just don't like it. There's, I don't, but I don't have a good reason why. Like I, I'm certainly not saying no one should use it. I just 
So I don't yeah, like it. I, I did the same thing. I, I had it on my um, old laptop and never installed it on the new one because I, I never used it. So yeah. So it just, just it just does the pixel widths. Well, it's uh, it's like a it's a browser. It's a full browser. Yeah, it's a browser, and th- and then the other advantage is that you can see the the like the full desktop web page right next to your device, and as you scroll one, the other one scrolls with it at the same time. Uh, but other than that, I stopped using it also because it just it didn't give me an advantage. But now that I'm more into a support role the last few months, I'll actually probably start using it again just because of that. Yeah, like Corey said, I just use the the Chrome developer tools for, for looking at the responsive widths and everything. That seems to have worked pretty yeah. well. Yeah, well, Firefox has that too. Yeah, Firefox, different, yeah. Different devices, but... I just don't like the Firefox icon, so I can't get that. <laughs> that sounds like something Leslie would say. Yeah, it sounds like a designer. I, I like the little fox. <laughs> so, true story. I was getting a new phone, and this may be an idea for you, uh, in the Apple Store, and a guy is in there looking at websites on all the different devices and stuff. And he was literally a web developer. And when he developed a new website, he went into the store to all of the different devices. And <laughs> That's what I used to do before I got and my looked, iMac. And looked at how they looked <laughs> to make sure that they looked okay yeah. on the latest phones and stuff. Which, I, think a, I think a lot of people do, but you, it's not like you can debug it yeah. while you're there. Yeah, you can just look. So then like, did you oh, go yeah, to the okay, Windows yeah. Store after that? Because a lot of malls will have both <laughs> Apple Store and Windows Store in the same mall. Well, I did I really ask There's him. Windows but... <laughs> we don't have a Windows Store. We had, They have yeah. their own little kiosk where they... We have JD Hi-Fi. Go to a pawn yeah. shop. Tim, can you <laughs> Windows Store, please? <laughs> is, it a, is it called Microsoft pawn Store? Shop. I don't even know Microsoft. I've never, I've never yeah, even seen one of those stores. Yeah. Best I mean, basically, if you take an Apple Walmart. store and then you replace the Apple products with Microsoft products, but keep like the same vibe of the store, that's that's the Microsoft store. It looks just like an Apple store, only it's all Microsoft stuff. There's not as many as the Apple stores, but. We, we call those Walmarts out here, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> or fries. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Go to Best Buy, Fries, something like that that has both devices. Yeah. I um I wanted to. Sh- I don't know. This has nothing really to do with development or or checking anything. But I think of maybe a lot of people don't might not know that you can install different browsers on your smartphones. You don't have Ooh. to stick with the default Safari or whatever. There and I I only just recently put Firefox on my phone just to check it out. But I didn't even know they had one. I hadn't looked it up. Um, so, but I use Chrome on my phone. Yeah, too. I, I, I've never that. noticed a display difference in between them. You know. Yeah. Well, well that's I don't the really thing. Either, but... Is it's really just for like if you want your Chrome settings and stuff to pull in. Yeah. It's actually it's the same browser. Like if if you actually look at the user agent, it's still going to be the iPhone user agent. It's just almost like a skin. It's just putting the Safari or the the Chrome skin or the Firefox skin. So that's it really true. actually is in the guts of it is the same browser. I, I don't know if that's the, the case two. on Android devices, though. It might be different on Android. Yeah. I go between the two on my phone purely from a fact of um, it, it works really well. Chrome works really well. Uh, sorry, Safari works really well if you have an iPhone because it picks up a lot of stuff from your computer, which is very handy, or it'll, like, do those auto-fill-ins. So if you have to write yeah. your name, it'll, like, do it all auto, and it's just so fast. But then Chrome lets me clear the cache on my phone much faster. Yeah. So I use, when I'm testing websites, I'll do it in Chrome just purely because I can clear that cache easier than I can with the Safari one. Hot tip. Awesome. Well, I think we're probably pretty good on web browsers, what we use them for and why. Uh, I hope you found some value in this episode. We did pass along some rules. Uh, Wait, let's would... pull, who, like, we still didn't see say who uses, do we all use Chrome pretty much? Yeah. Predominantly? Yeah, okay. I, yeah I use a mixture of Safari and Chrome. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I use three equally depending on what I'm doing. If you I'll have pick. to pick one. If I have to pick one, I'm gonna pick Chrome. Okay. Chrome. Me too. So. Yeah, most likely. Team Chrome. But if I was not a web developer, I would pick Safari. Ooh, damn it, Sarah. I was finished. <laughs> if I wasn't a web developer, I'd pick yeah. Safari. I, I wouldn't. I would still use Chrome. I hate Safari. <laughs> I like it. It's nice. Yeah, I like it too. 
Wait. All right. Well, how about some some browser parting thoughts? And don't worry, we're going to put all of these tools and stuff yeah. in, in the show notes. Leslie, we'll make sure that we get <laughs> everything to you. So you they're with uh, my doodles. Awesome. They're safe with my doodles. <laughs> yeah. And um, who wants to start? Tim's got his mouth halfway open. Go, Tim. Oh, I was about to say, I'll start. And then I realized I was still on mute. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I'm trying to think of something that hasn't already been said. Uh, basically, in my opinion, while Safari might not be as great for web developing, it's a great one that doesn't track you as much as Chrome. Chrome, we talked about this a little more in the G- GDPR episodes. Uh, but Google, they're a data company, so they track everything you do. So if you're using their browser, they're going to be tracking you a lot more than Safari. Now, obviously, the websites you visit affect you know all the tracking and pixeling and cookies and stuff like that as well. But Safari, uh, Apple has kind of you know made everything very clear that they don't do the level of of tracking, and so they take privacy a lot more seriously than Google does. So for web browsing, for actually like you know going to different websites and signing into stuff. I use Safari and then Chrome. I really just do for the inspect tools when I'm actually like building something. Boom. Nice. Who's next? Terry, you said nice. Oh, go ahead, Les. Uh, oh, no, you can go. <laughs> go, Terry. Oh, okay. 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 Uh, I would say get to know your browsers because you, I mean, if you're just a person who browses with your browser, it doesn't really matter. But if you're a developer, designer, something like that, spend some time looking at the capabilities of each of the different browsers. You'll probably surprise yourself with what you find. And uh, listen to some good uh, podcasts, you know, like maybe Divi Chat or something like that. And that'll get you a little bit more background info on what each browser is capable of. These are our recommendations, our personal, what we do kind of thing, but I think everybody will be a little bit different. They'll use their browsers for whatever they're used to. I'm kind of a mix of this is the way I've always done it until I get into something like this. I think, well, maybe I need to think a little differently about my, uh, the way I attack things. And it's nice learning. So yeah, just, just get to know your browsers better. Leslie. Um, I will just reiterate um, what uh, a couple of us said to ask your client what they use, what browser they use. If, if you need to talk them into switching something current, explain to them why they need to. Um, and also, uh, yeah, that plus get to know what type of devices they use as well as a phone and tablet or desktop, whatever. Um, don't forget to do that. That's awesome. Okay. Um, okay. I think it's just me and Corey left. I was, I was letting okay. ladies go first. No, you're nice. Um, I my thought follows on from Terry's, which is learn to use your inspect tools, and you can learn to use them by doing, you know, going and looking on YouTube. There's heaps of tutorials on how to actually use them and how to get to know them better. Learning to know your inspect tools will make the biggest difference, but it doesn't have to be. Chrome. If you like Firefox, use Firefox. Just find what's best for you and follow a, a YouTube tutorial because it'll make a really big difference. And while you're at it, maybe record a video for your clients to teach them how to clear their cache. The end. Boom. I like it. And I would just say that Superfly has a really good um, walkthrough. John Wooten does. I think it's John Wooten yeah. that does it on Inspect in Chrome, how to use it. <clears throat> awesome. Awesome. Yeah. I, I don't I really have anything. Paul does too. Sorry. Yeah, I don't. I don't really have anything new to say. Uh, go through the different browsers, see which one you like the most. Um, learn it. You know, if if you're doing design or development, really learn it. You can make CSS changes. You can make jQuery changes in the console. There's all kinds of stuff you can do. Um, and uh, yeah, all kinds of resources out there. Uh, actually, we have a course coming out, and SJ does a pretty nice little walkthrough of a uh, Chrome inspect element as well. So um, that'll be coming out pretty soon. So. Plus, he has that nice accent, so you know. Yeah, it sounds a lot cooler than like you know, <laughs> one of us, one of us Americans walking through it. I like it when he does. Well, I reckon I'm going to Texas accent. <laughs> you head on over yonder in this browser. <laughs> All right, my parting thoughts is not everything 
in the private browser is private. Just remember that. <laughs> David knows from experience. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for tuning in for another episode of Divi Chat. Let me see what we got next week. I know we got a good one next week, right? What do we got? What yeah, we I got? think we got, got a few good ones. Oh, we might have to change that one. I can't announce it. <laughs> what is it? No. <laughs> I don't have it up it's, in front of me. It's, it's, it's competing with DIY website services such as oh, Wix yeah. and all that. Yeah, we, we may keep that one. We may change it. We do, you know, we have some great episodes coming up. I'll tell you Jetpack and Divi, Facebook ads. Divi meetups, page builders, those are some of the topics that we're going to be discussing over the next four weeks. So, oh, and that's right. You know, Tim's going to be slumming in Hawaii on vacation. So, everybody's still sorry for it. Yeah. And I wouldn't be opposed to hopping on Divi chat while I'm on vacation, but we leave the day that we leave and the day that we get back are. Tuesdays around that time, and so like I'll literally be traveling. So I'm like, you just better come back, Brown. Plus, you can't wear the speedo. Tim, you have to wear the speedo. All right, can't don't come back red. Your, can't you just change your flight plans, dude? What the heck? Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> I'll ask you that. I'll ask the old time. You take your vacay, Tim. Well, yeah. <laughs> the smell coming from. Tim's kitchen is mighty fine. So we're going to end this podcast. And I thought you were going to say something else then. <laughs> we were... Y'all from this room is really bad. <laughs> so I got to go out and grab something to eat. <laughs> I was been on this whole time. <laughs> Guys, have a great week and we'll see you next week. On Bye, Baby everybody. Ch-